hey, everybody, we're here alive and thrive in the world's most culturally diverse city, Toronto, home of Blue Jays, Raptors, Maple Leafs, and Canadian psychic Robert Lindsay Milne. That's me. Welcome to my side of the crystal ball. We've got a doozy tonight. Uh, well, first of all, we've got a short and sweet WWRS. But my guests tonight uh, joining us, Stephanie Forlini, the little girl from uh, Rhode Island, happens to be a mental giant and powerhouse. She just happens to be a TikTok influencer, psychic, intuitive, healer, occultist. And I say occultist because of all the knowledge and um, all the information that she has, as well as the way she processes her information, the way she comes up with all these fantastic and very real theories and, and um, processes. And this young woman is merely 24 years old and she already is breaking and making her name um, around the world. And she's going to be the guest for the entire evening um, in the expert's chair. Before we get to the expert chair and WWRS, I've, I've got a couple of requests. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Please like. Um, the more likes that we get, the more attention. And you know, we're starting to get recognized. We're well over the thousand mark. And we've got an announcement about that pretty soon, but um, I've been told not to tell you yet, but a really big announcement is coming down the line pretty soon. So um, if you like, um, please um, like it, make a comment, say something good about what you saw, even, even if you think that um, my guests are better looking than me or smarter than me or, or any, make a comment, it gets us attention. If you want, you can find me on my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. I'm still doing readings, you know, and life coaching. So you can check out that out. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And now, without further ado, let's light this candle and let's hear what WWRS is about tonight. You know, the other morning I was out for a walk with my dogs, as we always do. The sun had just, just come up. It was starting to get bright. And as we were walking across the field, I saw this gorgeous fox running across the field. And there was a squirrel in her mouth. And the very first thing I thought was, the fox's babies have breakfast this morning. And the second thing I thought was, the squirrel's babies don't have their breakfast this morning. I thought about it for a couple of moments. And I thought, should I interfere? Should, should, should I try to save the squirrel? And I thought it for about a little bit. And then I didn't do anything. Because I realized that it wasn't my business. I didn't have, I don't have the awareness the knowledge and the judgment to decide what babies 
get fed and what ones don't. I realize that sometimes it's not our business and that what we need to do is just let it go. And that's what Robert has to say. My guest tonight sitting in the expert's chair comes all the way from Rhode Island. Stephanie Friedman is known around the world as um, a TikTok influencer. And as a TikTok influencer, she uses her influence around the psychic, intuitive things, psychic abilities. She does readings on TikTok. She is a psychic. She is an intuitive. She's far more than that. And she's a really brilliant young woman. And the concepts, theories, ideas that she has already are truly beyond her years. Um, it's been fascinating talking with her, and you're just going to love her. And here is my guest tonight from the great state of Rhode Island is Stephanie Forlini. I'm thinking, how does a young woman, um, mid-20s, uh, become an internationally known psychic intuitive um, and TikTok influencer? How does that, uh, and, and this young woman from Rhode Island, how, how does that happen? How did you um, do this? So it was 100% by accident. Really? <laughs> yeah, wow. it was this is never my intention really like I'm really excited about it and I love this path but I never foresaw this path kind of coming my way um it is interesting definitely because Rhode Island is literally the smallest state in the United States yeah. um but I had actually started out even more interestingly I was raised religious and then I was uh -huh. an atheist and then right. I went to law school and then I just basically did every other path that I could have done. And then the universe was kind of like, hey, nope, that's not it. So then I kind of started, you know, playing connect the dots on my own. And then I just started sharing my journey on TikTok. And I was like, this is interesting. Nobody in my, you know, personal in real life community want to talk about this. So maybe somebody on the internet will care. <laughs> so your TikTok um, videos are about your spiritual and psychic abilities is that is that correct yes and a lot of modalities they are regarding that and pretty much it always ties in with some kind of research because okay. like i'd mentioned coming from that law school background i was very right. um very in, in what's the word i'm looking for i was very uh you know curious investigative. oh okay yeah, curious definitely investigative yeah. i needed to understand yeah. why it made sense so i basically started looking at my experiences and trying to find some explanation for it because nobody else had explanation for it <laughs> so so from your religious background and, and and as a child did you have psychic or intuitive senses or or feelings from other people so it's interesting because I feel like I remember parts of my childhood like that, but mostly I remember being 
kind of shut down in that context. And I even asked hmm. my parents now and I'm like, was I like this as a kid? And they were like, not at all. And really? I think that maybe they were just like trying to, you know, pretend I wasn't like this, but- um, So I, how did you end up being like this then or recognizing you're like this? So um, I on it, it was honestly, happenstance I guess I don't think anything's a coincidence I think yeah. the universe is pretty like hey we'll you know push her this way and then we'll push her that way and right. then she'll figure it out um and I really just got a lot of nudges from the universe and then I went to law school and um I I really was miserable and I went because sure. like I could academically do it I was going on almost a full ride so I was like all right I mean maybe this is my path and I had tried so many different majors in college I graduated with psychology I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was like this nothing feels right so then when the pandemic hit and I was working in corporate America as a recruiter for legal professionals, um, I started doing my own research when I had some more downtime and I was trying to understand some phenomena that I had experienced as a kid. I did have some memories of things occurring as a kid that nobody could explain. People didn't remember. And I was like, well, I remember it. That was traumatizing. <laughs> so um, yeah, starting to just poke around and then it felt more and more right the further and further I got down the rabbit hole. <laughs> what kind of things did you see or sense that other people either that didn't see or or did see and forgot what what were the things that you were sensing or feeling? so um a lot of it I I think my main not I don't like to use the word ability but like I think my main sense is really just like knowing I really just like know a lot of things for no reason <laughs> um yes. and one of them especially it happened a lot with uh my religious upbringing the church did not like me um I was very vocal about the things that I was like this isn't true um and <sighs> the things that they were trying to tell me and I would ask questions and be like okay well how does this make sense or like what is what is that about and then nobody would have answers so it was interesting and I was just like, I don't know why I know this, but I know this. And then there were other experiences where I, one one of them I talked about on my TikTok channel and I know that this doesn't relate to a lot of people, but have you ever seen Stranger Things? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, no. so you might really enjoy Well, I it. have seen Stranger Things, but, but, but not the video or the movie. Okay, so it's a, um, a series on Netflix. Okay. I think it might be elsewhere too, but I watched it on Netflix. And it's essentially based on a true story regarding the Montauk Project and the government experiments done with children um, in regards to psychic abilities and stuff like that. So um, they have a concept in Stranger Things called the Upside Down, which basically one of the characters slips into the upside down which is like a mirror universe basically um and i was so fascinated with this series and then when i saw things like that it jogged my memory of when that happened to me as a kid i literally slipped into a different dimension i guess you want to call wow, it that. really yeah so i had been like looking for answers and nobody had answers and my parents were like we would have remembered it because like what did right, you awesome. see in that alternate reality or that mirror rea what did you see so um i all right so everything pretty much looked the same just like okay. creepier like darker i guess a little okay. bit and then i what had happened the re like the way that it happened was i was i was six years old i found this out i thought i was five but i was six and i was painting my toenails in the living room and i zoned out and i had a lot of instances especially as a kid and even in college where i would just like zone out i would be forced into a zone out 
and then I would zone out. And then, you know, when you come back in from zoning out, you're doing the same thing. This time I wasn't. So when I had zoned out, I was painting my toenails. And when I snapped back from the zone out, I was already chugging nail polish remover, which like is not safe, obviously. No, it's not a good thing so I, to do. Yeah, right. Right. So I threw it on the ground and I screamed and I, my parents were right there and I ran over to them and I was like, mom, dad, help. I don't know what's happening. They couldn't hear me. They couldn't see me. It was like, I wasn't even there at first. I thought they were ignoring me. And I was like, why aren't you responding to me right now? And they just like, didn't acknowledge that I was even there. Like it, they literally could not hear or see me. And that's, it's interesting because that's the exact same thing that happens in the upside down on stranger things. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had an experience like that one. Yeah. It's, wow. I, I still am looking for answers for it, honestly, because I mean, even just recently I've started to get some kind of answers. So I, are you familiar with the Akashic records? Yes. Sure. So the Akashic records also hold like our soul blueprints. If you're yes. aware of that concept, beautiful. So I did a soul blueprint restoration. I'm actually getting certified in soul blueprint restoration as well All right. um, because of my experience with this. So I had a soul blueprint restoration from this lifetime. And um, the practitioner asked me like something when you were six years old, corrupted your soul blueprint. It corrupted the code of the soul blueprint what was what happened when you were six and I was like the only thing that I can think of I thought I was five but it was you know when I literally just what I described as slipping dimensions and stuff like that and she was like it was that so I'm still looking for answers there um I have some interesting theories regarding it but I'm definitely trying okay. to check it out <laughs> um we can talk about that and perhaps another time then we were, is <laughs> totally. that was that the theory we were that you were just discussing before no nope, that's a different oh, theory <laughs> another one. Oh, i can hardly wait up to hear hear more so um how did you take being detached like that the way the way you did or or or, or going into another state of mind um how did it go from there to being able to see or sense for other people um, so that's a really good question. Honestly, I think the answer. So, I mean, I have so many theories on things just because I'd looked for answers about all right. of this and yeah. nobody had answers. So I was like, sure. I know I'm not just making this up, you know? Right. So I started kind of just piecing together the puzzle on my own. And that I guess started probably, I don't know. I want to say like my teenage years, and I definitely think it had a lot to do with trauma. And uh, I feel like that, that's like a theory that I had working with it as well. It's like trauma can be like a it's kickstarter. Been, it's been my experience um, over my career. Um, anyone that does this work, um, we all have in common, that, that common denominator, we come from a traumatic uh, background and often early in life. Uh, that that's what I've noticed. Um, I've noticed the, the, the really good ones, the, the, the more traumatized, usually the better, the better you are in this work. It's, it's, it's part, it's, it's, it's part of the training for the job. And, and if you don't become a narcissist, you become um, uh, an empath. So the ones that do our work, we, 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 we go through that trauma and, and we become empathic. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right. where I am kind of piecing together theory as well. But I concur on all of the assertions you've just made. I 
it really started regarding some trauma and I didn't know what was happening with me. I thought I was just getting, you know, angry or whatever. It turns out my energy was literally just rejecting other people's energies. And I didn't know that me being in a massive public space was me just picking up so many people's energies. I thought I had Hmm. panic disorders and I didn't know how to manage it. I didn't know what was going on. Nobody had answers for me. So I was really just like, I don't know what's happening with me. And I, again, went for a degree in psychology. And when I had, you know, sought out treatment for X and like 10 years and nobody had answers for me, nothing was helping. My doctor was like, we don't have any medication. I was like, I can't help but think maybe it's not mental illness. Like maybe there's not something wrong with me here because nothing you can do can help me. (laughs) Okay, so so I got so enwrapped in 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 the, what you were saying uh relating um comparing how i went through it you know i completed grade eight um and and one semester of grade nine <clears throat> then i lived on the street um so um i'm comparing how i dealt with that outside world the way you did and it and it's very very different i just knew that I was intuitive and I was supposed to do psychic things. Um, and, and I didn't go down that uh, um, academic road. You went down the academic road looking for, 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 for the, the answers. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with like my family and my Good upbringing. choice, by the way. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I'm glad that I rooted back here, but I think it's important. Everybody has different experiences for different reasons. Absolutely. And I think that this happened, you know, this was my path because I, you know, was meant to get to the other side here and then help other people that might be stuck along the way, you know, because with my upbringing and with my family and everything, like it was just kind of expected that I went to college. It was, it wasn't like, what do you want to do after high school? It was like, where are you going to college? And I was like, well, I don't even know what I want to do. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. it was kind of just, that was the route. And right. I had, you know, followed it. I played the game for so long. And then I was in law school when I was like, wait, yeah. why am I even doing this? This is sure. awful. Like I was an, always an artistic kid. I was always sure. very intuitive. Like I didn't know that it was intuition um, because everybody around me had kind of gaslit me and been like, nope, you have problems. And I was like, okay, I just have problems. So I just had been told to shut down every part of me. When, so, when did you start doing, like in looking at people and giving them information, guidance, um, direction? When did you start doing that? Um, probably, or, I think I was 23, so two years ago. Consciously doing that because consciously, certain, yeah. c- certainly before that. Yeah, you, consciously. You and be, that's when I first realized yeah. that that's what I was doing. And I Okay. Mean, all right. Yeah. So when did you first start doing what you weren't conscious that you were doing that you became conscious? When do you think you started that? Definitely childhood. I was definitely yeah. saying things to people in childhood. And I think did it was you get like, in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. <laughs> okay. Can you remember any of those? I mean, a lot of it resonates from the church experiences when I would say things and I would just be like, what are you talking about? You know, and it was just like an intuitive kind of a download type of thing. But even a lot of it, I think is sensing a lot of other people's emotions. I'm really, really, I have to try to not, I have to try to not pick up on people's emotions. Like I can feel things as other people feel them. I literally think things like I can literally tap into people's thoughts, but it's not 
intentional. I don't know how to control that yet. I'm still working on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, when you find that answer, would you let me know? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> okay. Could, would you share that one with me? Because, totally. because that is, that is, you know, classic for us. Um, and, and it just happens where it is, it's like not hearing, you know, when we're walking down the street, when we have hearing, you know, and it's, it, it, it just, we, sometimes you just can't lock it. I get affected in crowds mm -hmm. and I also get affected. You know, one time I was at a Simply Red concert um, years and years ago, and it was a beautiful concert. I used to really like that band. Um, and the singer and the, and the uh, 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 keyboard player hated each other's guts or they were having this horrible fight because the energy between them on stage was so intense and angry it interfered with my feeling about the uh, uh, about the concert itself and and i couldn't get that sort of uh aftertaste uh away that's that's what it was like yeah a hundred percent and i i totally understand with that and i feel like it's one of those things where you had said a lot of us, we don't know how to not do that. Yeah. It just is like it, that. It, it, that's because that's what we are. Yeah. It's we're like just, not like, seeing. Like we're big sponges or like big radio receivers with just like a super wide antenna. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and some of us, some of us can use it for um, helping others. And some of us um, use it to, to learn the darker sides of life or get hurt or, 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 and stay in that, stay yeah. in those places too, you know. Um, so it was about two years ago that you started doing readings, but you must've been doing readings with tarot and things like that just a little before 23. So I, I had a tarot deck around 19. I like dabbled, I dabbled a little bit. Yeah. I really got like fully into it when I was 23. So what deck do you like or, or, um, so I have a whole, like, I, I have literally okay. so many decks right here. There's like yeah. probably 30. Um, yeah. My favorite is the Quantum Oracle. I don't know if you're familiar with that deck. I, I'm not. I, I, I don't. Please, please, please. So this one is my favorite. Okay. So it's kind of similar in nature to yep. the tarot where it has different suits. Mm -hmm. um, there's no major arcana, minor arcana though. So I'll show you if you're interested. It has like all these different cards and they have different suits of like events mm -hmm. or intention or um, consciousness and spirit and cycle. And I think there's one for people, energy. So it's got a lot of different like suits and things like that. So it's kind mm -hmm. of read similarly to the tarot, um, okay. but a little differently in that nature. And I think it's, I really like the, you know, original tarot deck and everything as well. I think they give different aspects to questions and you yeah. can kind of get more in-depth answers with this one regarding yes. specific situations. And the tarot is really great for kind of piecing things together generally. Do you use a specific spread or have you invented your own? You have to have invented your own. You're, so you're I, too independent to be doing. Uh, I, I definitely am working on uh, my own like official. Lucky guess, I, lucky kind of, guess. I, I tailor yeah. it to the situation. Yeah. Start with the okay. Celtic cross. Okay. And then, and then if I, um, you know, have different questions, I'll kind of be like, all right, well, here it is. Okay. So how did you get a tarot deck? 
Um, that's a really good question. Honestly, I think, I think I bought it myself when I was 19. I was very, I don't even remember how I got introduced to it, but I remember being like, this is really interesting. And I've, you know, seen things about this. Let me, you know, let, let me see. So are you more intuitively focused on the cards or are you more knowledgeably focused on the cards because the tarot is is based on on many different um sciences and 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 studies right um astrology numerology um uh um the um i I, i'm just just yeah um astrology numerology um greek mythology i think um i think um egyptian and um the jewish Kabbalah mm-hmm. is that correct yeah is there anything I, else so oh, I Egyptian um hieroglyphics as well yeah are you are you in I guess leaning towards more of how I interpret them or yes do you do it by by like I know people who study the meaning of the cards you know and they become experts on the meaning of, of the cards and I know people like me that when I did that I just put them down I didn't know what they meant and I would just look at them so, yeah, so where, I, what, I what area do you fit in I think I've done both I think my yeah my area and like my path kind of in things. I think it's really interesting that I have the more like scientific kind of academia background because I still have that part of me that like has that analytical, you know, what does this mean? What is this supposed to be? But also that intuitive piece that I like merge together. You you are the new era. Yeah. (laughs) You are the new um, generation. So you're doing all these things the new way. It's fabulous to see. Thank you very much. I, um, I'm glad it's interpreted that way too. I kind of just was like, what works for me? You know what? I know other people, it can totally be done so many different ways, but for me, this is what makes sense. And because I had been on that academic road for so long, I need that part of my brain to understand things. And that's how I had to like translate the intuition I had always felt, but never knew it was that. And then the academia that never fully made sense, but like merging them together. I'm like, wow. I get it. Wow. That's, that's, that's really, that's really powerful. So um, when you're doing readings, what, what type of things are you focused on? Is there an area that you are particularly good in or, or, or are you drawn to all areas? I'm drawn to all areas, honestly, and it pretty much depends on who I'm reading for and what Mm -hmm. kind of their question is. I do a lot of general readings, which I find very interesting. And I read tarot as like a big, I explain it always as like a big puzzle. So when I do the Celtic cross or whatever it may be, I go card by card and I'm like, this is one piece of the puzzle. So I'm going to, you know, interpret this one piece of the puzzle and then this next piece of the puzzle and how it relates to the first and then keep going and building on that. And then we cycle back and kind of look at the entire puzzle. Wow. Okay. That, that, so, and that entire puzzle would be the reading okay i was gonna say that where, where that person's at and where, where they're going and where they've been that, all that's of it a, yeah totally okay so, yeah and so the parts of the puzzle are the issues that that they're dealing with is that is that how you're thinking okay yeah I so just, it's like I, past present future the right. aspects what what's the lesson you know what is their energy about what is their you know hopes fears the outcome all of that like kind of just the whole okay. collaboration 
Okay. Well, I use, that's interesting. I use, I, I don't use a medium per se. Um, so, so when, when I, I do readings, I just, I just sit down inevitably, I, I just start to talk and I, you know, I tell the person what I'm going to talk about and, and, and then, and then it's a monologue throughout the, the, the whole session. And, but, but I do have a structure and, and there are, I, I have an area that I talk about and there's things and I, and I, and I ad lib through that, that time. Um, and then I go to the next level and to the next level. Um, similar to to how you're doing it but 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 differently again coming from a different way i did it by instinct and 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 you've done it by you you know your your mental abilities and your psychic abilities that's why i was saying wow so um what do you how do you take this awareness and these skills and then become a TikTok influencer. That, that's the that, that's the one that 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 I'm interested in too. Like how how does that happen? And 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 and, and one of the reasons that uh, Michelle and Kayla, you know, wanted you to, um, you, you know, be on with me is is she that so that you can explain this so that I can grasp it. That's really the reason. Totally. Um, thank you for that. I so again, like I mentioned, it really wasn't ever my intention to kind of have this following. Of course, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice and that would be, you know, very cool. And it is hundred percent awesome that I'm able to reach the people that I'm able to reach, but going into it, I think the reason that it worked for me, I always think of things in kind of like a formula kind of a way. Yes. I think like the formula was just literally my genuine authenticity of like, I'm so interested in this and I'm trying to understand. And I think it's relatable for a lot of people because a lot of people have been kind of shoved down this academic path and had these intuitive abilities, had these insights, and then they were shut down. And I'm trying to, you know, merge the two. I'm trying to understand how they can both coexist because I mean, the same thing, if you think about even string theory, for example, and there's like, oh, well, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. And that's why it's not the theory of everything because there are those little caveats. So I'm like, you can't just have an entirely you know, intuitive world and you can't just have an entirely like academic world. They absolutely merged. So I Balance, think, yes. I think the, the formula for why it worked for me was really just like the authenticity of me just being like, what's going on, you know, like, let's, let's look into this. So I try to explain the spiritual and um, more psychic practices with the academia because I think a lot of people have just kind of been shoved down that path too and they're also very curious. Um oh the okay so I listened well, I've been listening to every single single thing that you've said and the things that you're talking about are the exact same issues that we were dealing with 50 years ago as well only not so much the academic part and and people that did this kind of work were not nowhere near as um evolved um as knowledgeable or educated as you but but these were the very issues that we were dealing with when when when, when doing readings and meeting with people that's the same ones that you're talking about right now it's astonishing that's so interesting and yeah so, i think so, it's we're getting closer i think if you think of it as like the fibonacci spiral where it's like not like we're going in circles but we're going in circles on a lower like another layer and then another layer we're getting closer the difference is that we can talk about it now and the difference is that we're becoming mainstream 
or more so mainstream. That, that's, that's the difference. So what do you do on TikTok then? Um, so it can't be, it can't be that complicated on TikTok. Cause so <laughs> what, what? there, honestly, it definitely depends, I guess, where the person is coming from and their level of understanding with this, because I've had a lot of feedback that it's either very complicated. And it's like, some people are just like, I literally can't follow what you're saying. Or, um, some people are kind of on par with, oh, I've thought that too. So a lot of it, it actually really started in my biggest video. It ended up on like world star and all of these tabloids and stuff like that, but it was regarding the CIA declassified documents. So I stuck my nose really far in the CIA declassified documents, uh -huh. um, regarding project Stargate and project Stargate is the CIA's declassified now project regarding psychic abilities and all of that <laughs> okay so how how did you do all that in, in in a tiktok um video so what i essentially would do is i would you know off the video i would go into the database and search project stargate and whatever topic i wanted to find oh, like telepathy okay. or oh. Um, like anything like that, I would find a document to talk about. And then I would go in, I would annotate the document and then I would use it as a green screen for the background of my video where I was like, Hey, look at this. And then we would talk about the document. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I under I I understand the concept of of, of what you're doing. It's certainly it's certainly um, more evolved in the way that 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 I have um, done it so far. Um, uh, the, the, this is this has been one of the most fascinating, exciting, and enlightening conversations that I've had. And one of the things that is really special is I know now the, the future, um, the young generation coming up, you're, you're, you're representative of it. And you know, you're, you guys are gonna do a great job. Wow. I feel so proud of, of, of what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, honestly. Like it's, I always, I don't know if you're familiar, you're probably familiar with the, the um, Dolores Cannon, Three Waves of Volunteers. No. no. Okay. So you would love, you would love, you have to check it out. There's books and then there are YouTube snippets if you want to kind of get a feel for it. But Dolores Cannon did a lot of work with um, hypnotherapy and regression. And a lot of the people that she had done sessions with talked about this concept of the three waves of volunteers. So basically there are three generations of people like us that have been, you know, incarnated here doing this work. And it's why, you know, I never found my, my peace with, you know, like law school, or I never found my peace with, you know, something else that like, it just never fit. It wasn't the right puzzle. And it's because I feel like my purpose now I'm understanding at 25, um, is this work. And I, this is the most on path I've ever felt. And as I'm staying more and more down this path, the more and more things just keep falling in my lap with like, hey, you were looking for this? And I'm like, yes, I was looking for that. <laughs> so um, I think there's the concept of different generations here to all kind of pave the way for the same work, you know?
Well, absolutely. And, and deep down, we do the same work. And, and um, it, it's really been fascinating talking with you. Um, um, I, I, underst um, I understood just about everything. Well, related to just about everything, except for on the educational part. For me, um, reading and writing has been very difficult. And, and I didn't learn to read and write until I was um, in my late teens. I was about 19 or 20 when I actually started to read um, like words. So, so um, I survived on my instinct and my intuition. And I, I lived on the street, you know, as a teenager, 15, 16, or 14, 15, uh, surviving on my instincts and, and psychic ability. So the, the parts that, that are different in your era is, 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 is the education and the, and the knowledge that, that, that you bring, which is, wow, wow. I think, thank you. I think it's so interesting too, how we can have such different paths, but get to like the same end result. And I think, like I mentioned, I think it's all for helping to translate to other people, you know, because a lot of people could relate with my story, but a lot more people could relate with your story. And there's just different avenues to get to the same end result. And I think it's interesting where I definitely have the theory that I'm working on. And it's actually like a theory of reality of like how this reality works. That's a really interesting thought. I, do I, tell me more about that new reality that you're working on. Yeah. So the theory of reality that I'm working on, it pretty much was been accumulation of almost case studies if you want to call it that I okay. have that background in psychology that was like one way you know people can research because a lot of the times you can't just make these things happen in experiments because they're very random and sure. I had mentioned previously I went into the CIA declassified documents that's one of the things from Project Stargate that they talk about as well where it's like you often can't replicate the circumstances required for these events to take place. Were you allowed to do that, the, the, the CIA <laughs> document? Like, like, did you get permission or did you just like manifest yourself there or something? <laughs> or like, what happened? So it's actually, it's actually like a set of declassified documents oh, okay. according to the okay. Freedom All of right. Information Act. Okay. Because it's, yeah, because it's like taxpayer right. dollars that pay for okay. it. So. And, and you found that and you did, you re really, you did that? Yeah, yeah. So they, ah. I actually didn't really, I don't even know how it kind of came up. Like, I think initially I was working remotely and this is around the time that the Pentagon released information about okay. the UFOs. So I was like, well, what else has been released as info? Like, I don't know. So I searched, you know, like declassified okay. government documents and that's how I stumbled into I the see. reading room. And then upon okay. searching psychic phenomena, I found out that they had an entire- Absolutely. Um, an entire project called Project Stargate, where they studied all of the psychic information. Well, I did that psychic work with um, the security service in the RCMP. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Well, of course you wouldn't have known that. You, we didn't talk about it. <laughs> I know, it's interesting though. I love that. How was that? <laughs> Oh, you're that's more important with you. We can we can talk about me another time. This is this is you're you're more so so uh, and, and I'm not dismissing you. I actually I just you know everybody knows you know here sees me every week. Got you, got you're you. the no star today. All right. Um. So, um, what's your concept of the new reality, or what's your new reality concept? So, um. As I mentioned, I was using pretty much case studies of my personal experiences only for um, 
continuity across all of like the background of all of the the constants I guess being me and my experiences and my belief system and everything are the same so um, it does actually touch upon some some work that it, it's interesting because I academically have no business knowing any of this but I've gotten like a lot of intuitive downloads and things just kind of piece right together um, so it's a lot having to do with explaining the glitches and explaining how the glitches in reality work if you've ever heard the term like that's a glitch in the matrix yes i have mm -hmm. so i've had many a glitches in the matrix and i can you tell me share one um yeah so actually okay <laughs> yeah so the first one um being actually probably the biggest one that i had ever experienced this is when i was atheist um, and I was at probably the lowest point in my life. Like I was at work one day, just like crying and I was, you know, ready. I was like, I hate it here. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yep. And, um, I was alone because it was like a shitty day and I was a shift manager at an ice cream store. So I was there working by myself. And then all of a sudden, well, we had Pandora radio and this was like 2014. So that's an important note. It was like 2014, we had Pandora Radio, which is a radio station that back in the day, you couldn't put on specific songs, you couldn't repeat songs, you couldn't go back. I, I really only had power to turn on the radio and then potentially pick like a 70s station or an 80s station, but there was no like, you know, nothing. You had to hear there. what was being programmed. Right. It was just kind of like the genre of the playlist. Absolutely. So I yeah. worked there about two years at this point and I was there, like I mentioned, it was a really slow day and I was just like crying. And um, I was thinking about how people all the time get, you know, I've, I've heard stories of people that have miracles and all of these signs and whatever. So I was like, you know what, not for nothing. I feel like if I were to ever have a sign, like if I ever, like, I didn't really believe in anything at this point. And I was like, well, I, you know, I wish I believed in something so that that could happen. And then all of a sudden, the next song that came on the radio was my feel good song, which was Build Me Up Buttercup. And it was my feel good song <laughs> because I did some volunteer work with Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And I was a, um, I was a project coordinator and I helped kind of organize the event. And we worked with earlier high school kids and basically helped with, um, you know, victims of, you know, drunk driving crashes and um, working with the families and then helping to promote kind of, you know, just being authentic and being a good person and things like that. So it was really fun. And it gave me like that wholesome vibe because we had done a flash mob to build me a buttercup at that camp. So it kind of reminded me of that in that moment, it just like shot me back to all of those like kids that had such good intentions and um, such pure vibes. And I was like, oh my God, like if I literally passing thought in my head, I was like, wow, if that could play for an hour straight, I would literally be okay. And then like, again, I was an atheist. So I just went back to work and I was like, that can't happen, whatever. So I start scooping ice cream again. And then after that song ends, it comes back on. And then again, and then again, and I watched the clock and it was for an hour straight. And I was sitting there and I was like, I get chills every time I say it, but I was like, Okay, so something heard that because that was a thought. <laughs> and I'd worked there for at least two years at that point, and I'd never even heard a song repeat once. What happened? A, a glitch, a glitch in the matrix, I don't know. And how did that affect where you were at? And then did it change the direction? Did, what, what happened after that? Or was it just a glitch? 
so in that moment it was really just a glitch and that glitch like pretty much like saved my life right then at that point like I was very very in need of some kind of a sign some kind of a hey like okay it'll it'll be so, okay like we're here how were okay so so from that step what was this next one from there leading um, to the ice cream store or just was that how do you mean well when that glitch happened you 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 saw you had that awareness what was the next step after that awareness um well in that exact moment it was yeah. definitely some like happy crying and I was like oh my yes. god I don't know what's going on like yeah. that's crazy that's literally uh, my thought that so I mean that sure. pretty much shattered my entire worldview right there because I was like I was so sure there was nothing I'm I was so sure I was an atheist. I was so sure, mm -hmm. you know, this was it. And then in that moment, I was like, okay, like something happened in accordance right. to my thought. So then it pretty much took a very slow, like snowball effect after that. Okay. So it was just like in that moment, I was still, you know, early in college and I'd been looking for answers at, at right after that. But at the time, this was like around 2014 and it wasn't even that long ago, but even still there were no answers really when I looked and nobody had answers so I was like all right I'm gonna keep this in the back of my mind and then like maybe I'll find out eventually so I had started you know dipping my toes into like tarot cards and manifestation okay. and like kind of like researching these phenomena right. and snowball effect right here <laughs> okay that's actually what I was asking yeah that, that that was that was the answer to the question that, that I was asking how, how did that affect you and, and how did it affect the direction your, your life was going in? I, I think it changed it profoundly. So not immediately, but yes, after. Uh, so it's actually kind of funny because I can imagine, I mean, I am sure you're aware of the concept of spirit guides and things like that. Oh, I've heard of those. Okay, those love it. So I, I believe know. in spirit I know guides. a little bit about that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe in, you know, spirit guides or my higher self or whatever, sure. um, whatever you want to call it. I think it's all like a sure. tomato, tomato situation, yep. whatever you want to call it. And um, there's just, you know, there is more than we can see that's like helping us out. So I think it's funny. And I like to illustrate kind of the direction that my life took, especially right after that, as an analogy of playing like a game of bowling with bumpers because it's like I went this way and then it was like no nope. yes. and then I went this way and it was just like right. I, I went like really crazy and then eventually it evened out right in the middle and here I am now <laughs> one of those moments again I'm, I'm not quite sure what to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I mean I like analogies like that it just kind of I like to um kind of give it a good visual. A lot of times I've found mm -hmm. that a lot of people, um, whoever's like listening or whatever, if, if they haven't had an experience like that, it's hard for them to kind of empathize what that's like. So I, I like to use kind of analogies to give it that imagery. Um, but yeah, I, I really was still in college. And I mean, at the time they didn't have, you know, <laughs> a, a study for, you know, psychic phenomena, para, paranormal things. So I ended up going with psychology. And then after that, I was still like, I don't know what I want to do. And then I ended up going to law school because of this whole event that happened there. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do. And then after a year of law school, um, I had like, not like a glitch, but it was pretty much a very obvious like roadblock where it was like, Hey, 
stop. Like I had something that happened um, that in the entire history of the law school, probably I definitely over a hundred years old, they had never had a circumstance like this. And they were like, we don't would know what you, to do. Would you care to share it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So um, I was there on almost a full ride, like I mentioned earlier. And that's only significant because I wasn't taking out that much in loans. Like I was doing it because I was like, okay, well I can do it. You know, I'm getting some scholarship help, like perfect. It's going well. I had to take out some money for living expenses because Boston is crazy. Um, and it was the second semester of my first year, 1L of law school. And I sat down for my very first exam of that series of that semester. And for reference, I had five exams, each of them because I had accommodated testing because I was diagnosed with ADHD for, you know, accommodated timing, stuff like that. Um, they, it was at least, I think it was like five hours for each exam period that, so we would sit down and each exam was a five hour exam for me because of accommodated timing. And in law school, at least my law school, we didn't have any grades besides the final. <laughs> so your entire grade depended on that one exam. Wow. So that's awful to begin with. But anyhow, so we didn't have any frame of reference as to how my professor tested. We had like, you know, past exams and stuff like that, but I had never, you know, been familiarized directly like that. So um, we sit down, we take, I take the exam and the proctor had come over and she was like, Stephanie Forlini, this is your exam. And I was like, okay, perfect. And you know, me being anxious, I was waiting for the second she said go so I could flip it and start going because I needed every second because it was oh. so much. So I did that and my professor was like, I can't tell you what will be on it, but I can tell you there will be no multiple choice. So after doing a two and a half hour essay for this class, um, I flip it. And then the next thing I see is multiple choice. So I was like, that's not good. Um, so I keep flipping like erratically. And I looked to the very front and there was like tiny print under my name. And it was like the other professor's name for the same class. So I was like, that's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had handed me an exam with my name on it in the other professor's class section. It was the other section of constitutional laws exam, which doesn't maybe seem like a big deal, except for the fact that, again, it's the only grade I get in that class. It is my professor, the one that I should have had the exam for. He was the yes. one that wrote the book that we were studying from. So he was very well versed and we read different cases, different types of concepts about the same thing. And the multiple choice was very specific to the cases we didn't have to read. So it was a lot. Um, and they basically were like, we don't really know what to do because this hasn't ever really happened. And I was like, okay, um, well, I don't know. And then they were like, okay, just try to finish the exam. And I was like, all right. So I did that. And then afterwards, basically they were like, okay, we're going to work it out with the professor that, you know, we can figure some out like some grading system, because again, I was there on scholarship and I had to maintain a higher GPA than just like the minimum because I needed that scholarship. Right. So that was the highest weighted class that I was taking at the time, not to mention my best subject. So I took it pass fail. I did pass it. But the thing is, I only got like the credit to pass. I didn't get any weight towards my GPA. Um, and then they were like, okay, well, I mean, you can do it pass fail like that, like which I decided to do because I did have five full exams of that, okay. like 25 hours of exams in addition to the studying required for that. So it was just too much. I was like, I literally can't take another exam right now, not to mention it wouldn't be graded with my peers anyway. It's kind of the same thing. So yeah. 
I, I can't. So I'll just do it pass fail. And then I asked the Dean and I said, well, what would happen if I, you know, I literally said, what would happen if I just came so close to my scholarship requirement? Like, like literally so close. And she was like, oh, don't worry. We'll help take care of that. If it happens. Um, I lost my scholarship by 0 0.01 GPA credits. Um, and I asked the Dean immediately because I got a scholarship letter saying it was being revoked. <laughs> so I, I asked her and I was like, hey, you said that you would help with this. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. You could try emailing financial aid. So, I mean, in that moment, I was very like disgusted where I was like, you guys kind of screwed me here. And then I have to be the one begging for the scholarship back. Like there really should have been no reason that that even happened in the first place. So I was just like really the unwillingness. And I kind of sat there and realized, and I was like, wait, I hate this anyway. Like, I don't want to do this anyway. <laughs> And you quit or stopped. I did. Yeah, I did. You and honestly, quit. I, you learned. It, it was like it had to. I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It almost had to happen that way, though, where it was like some kind of a, like a little injustice to show me again, where it's like, hey, you don't even like this. And I realized in that moment, I was like, wait, I'm doing this for society because society told me this is what success is. My parent, you know, everybody told Absolutely. me this is what you should right. do. This is success. Right. So I was right. like, wait, I actually hate this. So why would I, you know, make myself miserable for another two years in addition to a lifetime of work? Of course. For this. So, so yeah. What what you what you did is you learned as much about the law as you wanted to learn. Um, and you 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 learned um, how to what it feels like when you're doing something you don't want to do. So it yeah. was, it was a, you know, a really great experience. Oh, a hundred percent. I really, really think successful. That every, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree that everything, I think that everything, um, there is, there is a lesson in everything. If you find it, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not course. saying that every yeah, experience, I'm not, totally. I'm not, I, people always see it sometimes where I'm not saying I'm justifying, you know, trauma. I'm not saying I'm justifying shitty things, but if something shitty happens, you can either look at it glass half empty as, oh, this is shitty, or you can choose uh, to see the glass half full and be like, I understand something here. So let me take this forward and move forward. That, that's exactly right. That's, once again, another moment of how can you know this? You're much too young to know this. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, wow. It's, it's, I'm, 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 so besides being, um, a young, wise person, um, <laughs> besides being that, um, what other things do you do? Um, do, do you, do you, uh, are your readings like, like the way you speak now? Yeah. So one interesting thing about my reading. So I do have Please. a, a store that I started a few years ago when I started my TikTok channel. Um, it really kind of started because I was just making kind of jewelry and crystal things for myself. And I was posting just me making them and people were like, wait, I love this. I want to buy this. And I was like, oh, wait, really? Like maybe I would, I could sell these, like, these are cool. Um, and I thought that was really interesting and different. So I got a lot of encouragement on that. So I ended up starting a store where I sell, you know, jewelry, crystals, um, herbs and things like that. And I started doing readings for clients and stuff. So it's really interesting because a lot of times when I do my readings, um, I, I find that a lot of things come out channeled 
and I don't even know that I'm doing it where I just am I'm reading the cards as I normally would and then it kind of just pops in as like a thought of something and then I say it but I realize after I say it I'm like that's not how I would normally say that like I wouldn't say it in yes. that in that wording at all yes. so then I ask them and I'm like does that phrasing mean anything right. to you and they're like yes it does and I'm like got it all right so a lot of times it's just like channeled Okay. Um, I've noticed that um, your pricing has interesting numbers to them. Uh, are you a studier of numerology by any chance? <laughs> um, I find numerology very interesting and it mostly started with, you know, seeing the synchronistic numbers all the time. And for me, that was a really big indicator that, you know, you're on the right path. And yes. I think I think that there's totally different ways of interpreting the numbers, numerology, angel numbers, whatever you want to call them. But um, yes, I do follow and subscribe to the meanings behind the numbers and everything, which is why I followed that pricing on my website. It was just something that kind of resonated with my soul. Um, so I went with it and it's interesting. I actually have a, uh, one of my tattoos on my finger here. It's three, 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 yeah, three repeating three. numbers there. There's some significance for you with repeating numbers. What's, totally. what's the significance to you? Um, so in terms of meaning, they have some kind of effect on you, you know, for sure. earlier on one, 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 yep. uh, in a right as three, 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 that you like that one so much is on what is on, it's on you. So, totally. uh, right. Yeah. So the number is essentially, it had kind of just happened. It was very happenstance where, I mean, I don't, again, I don't believe in coincidences, but it was at first I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then at some point I was seeing them like numerous times a day and it's not like I'm looking for it. It's like, I get a notification on my phone and I look down and it's two, 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 you know, like when I get that notification okay. or yeah. Or like I see okay. a license plate and it's seven, 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 or it's just like, they're right. everywhere. And it's not like I'm okay. looking for them. It's just right. like, it's screaming at me. So I found okay. it really interesting because a lot of, um, a lot of it in the beginning, I was just like, okay, well, what is, what is this? I don't know what to do with this. And then I realized, okay, well, what was I just thinking about when I saw that? Or what was I just doing when I saw that? And then I kind of, you know, reverse engineer it, so to speak. I kind of like, okay, I saw one, 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 one. And then I was thinking this, okay, so what does that mean? And then I'll look up like one, 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 you know, something like that. And then I'll piece it together where it's like, oh, you're on the right path. It's mostly like an encouragement of, okay. hey, you know, you're right. Good job. You know, it's like almost like a, like a, I think, okay, here's, uh, have you ever seen the Hunger Games? Oh, the Hunger Games? Yeah. Um, yes. I, well, well, wait a minute. I, 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 which one, what, what do they do in the Hunger Games? And I probably know. So the Hunger Games is where they basically pick tributes from each district and then they have to like go in this arena and like kind of fight to the death. It's not, I'm not, that's not the reference I'm talking about, but that's okay. the movie. Okay. Oh no, I don't know that one. Okay. So essentially in the movie, you know, they're in this arena, like fighting, you know, for the victory and then their, um, their sponsors it, they're like watching the whole thing so if they need something in the arena the sponsor can see it and they'll send something in and okay. they might like in the moment the person that needs it might not even know that they need it and then they get it and it's like oh and I think of synchronicities like that where it's like your sponsors okay. are like hey good job like <laughs> right okay okay um and 
how do you do your mentoring? Um, so I really, it focuses mostly on what the individual is kind of needing at the time. Mm -hmm. So I really think it's important to kind of start where each and every person is like that, of course, where, you know, if somebody's, at, you know, not that there's like, how, do, how did I describe it to somebody once? It wasn't, it's not like there's like levels of like, this is one, two or three. It's just like, it's a whole puzzle. So if you start in this corner, I know that next you're going to need these pieces and then these pieces. And like, okay. it's kind of like working outward into the middle of the puzzle. So if somebody's stuck on a concept or they're like, I just don't get this. Um, or, you know, could you maybe show me some guidance? Like, what did you do here? Um, it's always kind of like, I'm, I'm definitely not telling you what's the way because everybody has their own way and there's totally different ways to go about everything. But this is what worked for me. And based on what you're saying, have you tried this? And then they'll be like, oh, okay, let me check that out. You are a very evolved being. <laughs> uh, I, I've, 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 I, you, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. You, you, you are wise for your years. What's your theory on manifesting? I'm just curious about that. Do you think that that's possible, on or do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, manifesting. I totally believe that manifesting is possible and kind of how I mentioned, I don't think there's just one way to do it. Um, I think there's lots of different ways, but essentially I think they're all, if you take each and every formula, so to speak of manifesting and you boil it down to, you know, the rare, I mean, the, the raw ingredients, the essentials of manifesting, it's pretty much like your genuine desire for something. And then your like will for it. And then your ability to just kind of forget about it afterwards. You need to like release it almost sort of like, I, I use the analogy of a, like a waiter at a restaurant. If you're ordering okay. something, if you like order something, you're like, Hey, okay. I'd like this. And you have to like, let them, you know, go put it in it's get processed and then it comes back to you. But if you're incessantly like pulling the waiter before he even gets to the kitchen, you're like, wait, but I still want it. And he's like, I know you give me a second. And it's okay. the ability to kind of, separate yourself from that desire and it's coming from a place of non-attachment and like you know it's not like a desperation like I need this because I feel like that beacons to the universe is like I don't have this but it's more of like a you know that would be really cool like that'd be really cool if it happened so I see manifesting as so you think so you are what you focus on, what you send out comes back. Um, when you send energy out, if you identify what it is you want, um, the energy will, will come back. Um, it's, it's like miracles are only miracles until you know how to do them. And, and, and then it's not a miracle anymore. It's, it's something different, but it's not a miracle. And, and, and the way you learn how to do miracles is you start with, with the little ones, right? You don't, you don't walk on water, like, like that's the gold medal round at the Olympics, right? You get that, <laughs> you know, you get that medal, right? You stand on the podium, you know, they play the national anthem or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. that, for, that, that, that's what you get. So you don't start there. Um, you start with learning how to always get a parking spot or you look at uh, which, which may not be a big deal in Rhode Island, 
but but it's <laughs> but it's certainly a big deal in a place like Toronto or New York or something. Um, so or and and or you can learn you can you you and the way that you do it, it's simply if you believe it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's not you want to believe it. It's if you believe it, you can do it. So when you set a goal set it not for the highest what you really you know your your greatest dream set the goal to the highest level of what you believe you can do mm-hmm. then you will get it and then you can go more so i see manifesting as as focusing on something and and it manifesting in front of you whatever that may be whether it be money whether it be an experience whether it be a place to live whether it be a place to fly whatever it is so you think so you are i like that yeah i and oh sorry and one of the things i i i point out to people um that are you know unconscious manifestors and i say to them you know hey um when I, I explain to them that they are a manifester, and, and then I say, when you find yourself in a negative state, when you find yourself going through uh, a really difficult time, ask yourself the question, what am I thinking about? And I bet you that what you're thinking about is the problem that you're going through. And if you just change your focus a few degrees, you'll also change what you're drawing to you. Yeah, no, it's very true. I concur with that. And I like that way that you just put it. Um, because now that now that you say that, I think about it where the thing that really um, pretty much changed my whole life, even very recently, was being my own best friend rather than like my own worst enemy if you think about it absolutely a glass of water is like half full where i i see a lot of people have a lot of hard time with this and i think about it where i mean this this glass is obviously more than half and i have a little bit of lemon juice in here but it's obviously a little more than half but if there's a glass of water that's half full it's both you know half full and half empty at the same time it's just your perspective that changes it absolutely and both are correct Right. So if you want to be and your incorrect. own worst enemy, yep. you can. Absolutely. And if you want to be your own best friend, you can. But I switched Absolutely. to being my own best friend and like, you know, doing, you know, supporting nice myself thing. and thinking like that. And then my whole life changed. Absolutely. And and happiness um, is is a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so our instinct, though, uh, is is we're hardwired to to um expect and focus on the worst case scenario we're hardwired for that now now the reason we're hard and and it's good in some ways that we're hardwired for that because that's what helped us evolve and get out of the caves you know if you think of you know the the flintstones and you know imagine fred and barney going out for uh you know they're out hunting and they have this wonderful time and they you know they get you know they catch some food and they have a barbecue and and it's a fabulous time and barney gets up and goes to have a drink of water from the river and a big crocodile eats barney um if fred 
only remembered the wonderful time they had before Barney got eaten, then Fred's going to be next. If Fred remembers that of Barney, that that what Barney did, then it's not going to happen to Fred. So being hardwired for the worst case scenario has is 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 important. But we also have to learn uh, uh, that we're in control of of that hardwired, and and we have control over seeing it from different different points of view. We have to work at it. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because that's the book that I'm working on right now. And that's the book I was literally just working on before this call. Um, really? Yeah, 100%. That's, that's, what I, that's the way I think. Yeah, and it's it's very much about the same exact thing where it's like, that's our, I call it default mode. Um, okay. That's like our brain's default mode. You know, we were, okay. we are um, in that sense, a product of our environment. We can't be something that we have never experienced. We can only mimic behaviors. So like if, you know, like how we were talking about earlier with like dysfunctional relationships and stuff like that, if you've never seen, you know, a healthy relationship, that's why people fall into abusive relationship patterns. Absolutely. Where where you're like, why? And you're like, you don't get it. You don't, you don't know it from their view. Yes. And when we're doing our work, if we have never experienced something, we won't be able to see it identify it, explain it. So if, if we've never been injured, we will never be able to sense it in someone else. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do in our work is because we've experienced something like it. So, so we have to have something, some kind of experience to compare it to. Mm-hmm regardless of how that spirituality comes through it's coming through um your being or or the medium's being and and the the information coming through is limited to the capacity of the medium yeah 100% and i love it have you ever heard of the book it's the freedom of uh, freedom of choice no it's by dr thomas choco um he has it's like a PDF on his website and it's like okay. by donation. Um, and it's really fascinating because it was talking about the same thing too, where it's like um, the first example, so to speak, is if there's a dog and the dog has, you know, a million dollar diamond or a pile of dog poop in front of it, like what's the dog going to pick? The poop, poop obviously. Like it's not going to be yeah. like, oh, the value in this diamond. Right. It's probably it, the, the book said it'll probably pee on the diamond um, right. because and the dog will be perfectly happy about its choice because it doesn't know what it's, you know, it doesn't know the value of what it hasn't experienced. Absolutely. It doesn't have the capacity. Ab- so it's like, correct. not that it's good or bad or worse or better. It's just that it is. And everybody has a different level of consciousness for this information where it might not resonate at the time, but later down the road, oh, I might understand, you know, why. So... Yes. So if you've never had an experience with something, there's nothing in your brain to compare it to, and you won't be able to identify it and help that person get over it. hundred percent. Right. So, so that's why um, we light workers or whatever, we have such a broad um, expanse of, of experience. It's, it's also part of the job as part of it. Right. I totally agree. And I think it's because as I briefly mentioned earlier, it really 
helps us be relatable, I guess, for the people that are potentially in the spots that we were stuck in, you know, where we, we are able to be like, you know, I empathize and I was there too. And because I think if we, like you mentioned, if we just, you know, started at the, you know, heaven or whatever, and we were just like up here knowing all of this, it's a not relatable and people don't understand. So it's like, it's that bridge that yep. helps people like we throw that rope back over you know what i mean because absolutely. we've climbed out of there like you know because we absolutely because because that's because we we're we're doing it and working on it ourselves totally um you might also notice that the type of people you'll deal with will be when when i was doing a lot of work on my um the the sexual abuse that i experienced as as a child um, and some of the things I had to do on the street. Uh, when I was working on that, just about everybody who came to me for readings had had sexual abuse issues, um, and and um, I was about you know a page ahead of them in in the book. You, know, you don't need to be any farther ahead. So so I was and 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 I was learning by sharing the information that I had learned. So. Um, a hundred percent. There's always, I I've had experiences like that too, where it's like, I've, I'm like, I just learned that. Like I just, ex I just Absolutely. heard that page. Absolutely. So That's like, right. Now I can, now I can That's help right. you get on the same page. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so crazy. That's right. You only have to be a page. You only have to be a paragraph ahead of your students or your clients. Right. That's 100%. all you need to be. Well, you don't and need I also to be think much it's more. Like, there's a, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for a parable maybe, but it's like every, you know, every good teacher is also a student, like from every encounter, you know what I mean? I really think that every single person I encounter, every single situation, I think that there could be a lesson. And I think that I could always learn something, you know, it's like, oh, like, did I learn, you know, oh, like that showed me to, you know, like, I don't know, have more compassion in this area or consider it from a different perspective. We teach what we need to learn. And when we have learned enough about what we're teaching, we'll go on and teach something else. Mm -hmm. So I often say to people, if you want to learn how to do something, teach it. <laughs> just, just teach it and you'll learn, you'll learn how to be it and how to do it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. So, so, um, yeah, if you want to learn how to do something, teach it. Because you only have to be a paragraph ahead. Yeah. You're the expert. And, you know, what's an expert? You know, somebody up from out of town with a briefcase. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. It's true, though. I mean, like these, you know, quote unquote qualifications where I think it's so interesting that, I mean, even, you know, people with degrees or whatever, what does that mean? You know, like, do you actually, are you actually an expert in the field or do you know what the textbook has showed you? You know, do you know these real life examples? Do you know how to apply? That's right. That's right. I, it's, think that's it's a, I think it's a whole lot different dealing with somebody when you've read the experience in a book as opposed to going through the experience in real life. A hundred percent. And I, I mean, yeah. I'm definitely not... I'm not like knocking educational learning for sure, Me but either. I think that experiential learning is more crucial, honestly. Like you need to be able to understand and like actually, even if you're teaching yourself, you know what I mean? You actually Absolutely. need to understand 
And I always say sometimes where I'm like, I knew that, but I didn't understand. And like, right. I intellectually knew it, but then when it came up and I was able to apply it, I was like, oh, like, I get it. Like, I get it now. So the next thing I have to ask, and if I don't, uh, Michelle, yell at me. Um, <laughs> tell me about being a TikTok influencer. <laughs> um, that, that is the right word, isn't it? Yeah, I, guess, oh, okay. I definitely think it's influencer. It's, it's interesting, okay. um, especially with being in such a niche as like spirituality or consciousness. Okay. Yes. Um, it's definitely really interesting. And uh, I get lots of comments, I think would be one of the most, like I, it's obviously got upsides and downsides. I feel like everything does. It's that duality, you know, you can't have one without the other. Um, That's what I say. What we are one way, we are equally the opposite. Totally. So it's yeah. interesting because um, yes, I absolutely have been able to work with really cool institutions. I've gotten to interview with the Monroe Institute. I was actually able to get them to release page 25. So, so more about what, tell me about your, like what, what do you do on TikTok? I um I'm being dragged along, kicking and screaming to doing doing stuff on TikTok. But what do you do on TikTok? So um personally, TikTok yes. is using. I have an array of videos. I guess there's some mm -hmm. trend videos where it has a specific audio. And you kind of put your message to the audio. Okay. And I do some of those. And then I do some where I talk about documents and I have the green screen behind me. Okay. I do some where I kind of just give some insight as like, oh, this is, you know, here's my opinion that literally nobody asked for. Like, here it is. Um, and then sometimes I respond to questions and then I'll be able to like answer somebody's question like that. So there's like so, of things. So, so how do you go from... Um, you know, uh, a mid-20s young woman from Rhode Island, in Rhode Island, be, to, to a world influencer on TikTok. How, how, did, how did that miracle happen? Um, <laughs> I honestly, that was decently happenstance, again, um, where I, I think it just maybe my message resonated. Maybe a lot of people resonated and the more that my videos get shared and commented on the more the algorithm boosts it to more people um and i i actually am genuinely very surprised that my content has reached internationally the way that it has i have people join my lives sometimes from like south africa or um, lebanon like these these places yeah. where i'm like that's i would never have even thought that my content would reach you yes wow. and yeah, it's hit, like wonderful literally everywhere. Like it's it's awesome. It's really cool how, the way that internet how works. How much how much time do you do use spend on you um, TikTok? So um, it depends. I I try to respond to my comments and um, questions and things like that because the interaction is also very important. Um, it's, it's difficult, I guess, with that aspect of, I guess, one of the, the not like downsides, but one of the least favorite parts of mine is like fielding really not nice comments. Like some people are pretty aggressive and very opinionated in lots of ways, which is fine. But like, it's really interesting that something I said triggered them so much. So it depends yes. on like 
fielding the comments. So I really try to get that balance, but on TikTok generally, um, I don't watch too many TikToks. I really post more okay. than I watch. Um, okay. But the posting videos, I'm pretty sure they're up to like three minutes now. I heard that they're going up to 10. I don't have that feature yet. Um, and I think that's very excessive for TikTok, in my opinion, but- um, 10 minutes, you mean, for time, you mean? Yeah, for right. a time of a video. So it depends because okay. if my video, for example, if my video is three minutes long, I spend however long it takes me to record it. I usually do multiple recordings if I'm like, oh, I didn't love the way I said that here. So I'll do many recordings. I do different drafts of them and then I have to edit them. And then I have to, and like by editing okay. them, by editing them, I put, you know, some music to the background and then I put okay. captions on it and um, different right. and things like that. So it can take a decent chunk of time. Yes. Um, yeah, it's interesting, but. It and and um, with doing readings, um, um, mentoring, um, using TikTok, and your uh, mystical store, uh, um, you're you're making your living. And is that is this what you want for your life? I don't know, honestly, like, I think it is, I think it is, but I, I have this, uh, this non-attachment, I guess it's weird where, you know, you get to, you know, learning about things in different perspectives. And it's like, I've, I find that it's, it's really fun and I like it and I think it's cool and it's very different than the lifestyle I was living even two years ago. Um, and I like it a lot. I'm writing a book now, working on a theory. And I think this is the most on path I've ever felt, the most in touch with myself I've ever felt. And I had spent so long kind of looking for that. I had spent so long, you know, everybody else said I had to do it this way. So I tried it this way because I was like, all right, yeah, you're older than me, got it, whatever. So I tried it and everything felt misaligned everything did not feel right and there's times of course where like I even recently it was my um my old co-worker's birthday from my past corporate job and I had posted a video that we took at work it was like we were all kind of messing around doing like a like we had like a bet going on it was just like funny so I miss of course that capacity of just the you know casual like shenanigans but I also for my soul this this is what resonates with my soul a hundred percent I understand that. So one more thing. Mm -hmm. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Um, thank you very much for asking that. So I have my TikTok channel. My name on TikTok is Stephanie with a PH and then Amber, like the color. Stephanie the Amber? Stephanie Amber 07. Okay. And um, my website also is Stephanie with a PH again, forlini.com. I guess that's all it takes. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been so much fun. This has been really awesome. Thank you very much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and being on your podcast. So I hope, uh, I hope everybody likes the other side of the crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, get out the oxygen. What an amazing um, guest we had tonight. Thank you for Stephanie Forlini, all the way from the wonderful state of Rhode Island. Thank you for being on my side of the crystal ball. It was a great, great, great conversation.
Um, now, um, before I do say goodbye, I have a couple of requests. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. It is so, so very important. You're the ones that give us the ratings. And if you um, like, we get like some points. And then if you uh, make a comment, write something, we, we get a little bit more points. And to get the uh, piece de resistance, you just press that subscribe button and subscriptions are complimentary and free. It will push us way up into the ratings. Because we've had your support, out there, some of us, um, you brought us over a thousand uh, subscriptions. We need a few more, but um, please, we're, and we're relying on you. You can also find us on YouTube, um, uh, Apple, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. There's a special announcement where there's going to be a new place you'll be able to get your podcast, but not quite yet. Um, and now, um, if you would like to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on my website, www.robertlindsaymillan.com. And by the way, I'm still doing psychic readings and life coaching and all that kind of stuff. You can also find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Just before I say goodbye, I'd like to leave these words with you. Do good, stay safe, and above all, just be kind. Good night, everybody. Let's go.